It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Reds fans, welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast for your Wednesday. I'm your host, Jeff Gar. Thanks so much for joining me today. On today's episode, I'm going to jump into another historic Reds player. This one you may not have heard of before, but he's got a great story. We're going to dive into him in just a second. Also got some news and notes to talk about. I'm excited for this episode. I hope you are too. Make sure though, before we do, that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's. And you can follow the show at Locked On Reds. Also, save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. And a quick shout-out to, to our friends over at Locked On Bengals. If you're like me and you're a Reds and a Bengals fan, check out Locked On Bengals every single day. They are covering this most interesting offseason that the Bengals are having. The Bengals are cheating off of the Reds test from uh, this past offseason. They're doing their own thing where they're signing a bunch of free agents. And I'm telling you what, I'm pretty excited about that. I mean, who knows? It's the Bengals, but whatever. They're having fun. little bit of baseball related news too. MLB has announced opening day at home on MLB.com. They will be streaming classic on or classic opening day games 
at MLB.com, and there's also a couple of alternative sites for them. The classic Reds opening day will be last year's opening day game of Derek Dietrich's go-ahead home run and Luis Castillo's awesome pitching performance that we all remember. I'm also going to have an article coming out at Red Leg Nation about my experience at that opening day game. Uh, But you can also check out that game on the MLB Vault YouTube channel. It's going to be at 1 p.m. on opening day. Well, it would have been opening day anyway, but it's a it's a chance for all of us to come together and at least enjoy some kind of baseball on a day when we would have been immersed in Cincinnati Reds baseball. I know it's still a bummer to me because I, I had some really good seats, but uh, yeah, at least we'll have something baseball related here on opening day to talk about. This is all confusing. Why do I have to keep learning new things? So I started this series. This was yesterday's episode that I began talking about these players. I'm looking at Reds players from way back history through the 150 years that the Reds have been a team. Some guys that you either forgot about or just didn't know about and their stories. Not so much even just their statistics. Like maybe they were really good. Like this guy that I'm going to talk about today, he was pretty good. Not saying that he was a world beater by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm looking back, this is going way back to the 1880s. We'll be talking about John Riley. No, not John C. Riley, the actor. Long John Riley, first baseman for the Reds back in the 1880s through the early 1890s. Dude's got some. He's got a cool story about him, but he was a red for his entire career, and he hit 289 with a 325 on base and 438 slugging statistically. I mean, it's interesting because when you look back at it, baseball way back in those days, home runs were not a thing, and he actually led the National League in home runs in 1884. He hit 11. And he also led the National League in home runs in 1888 when he hit 13. Now, he did have 103 RBIs in 1888, which is also a thing unheard of. He was the power hitter of the day back then. His OPS plus for his career was 129, just a pretty good hitter. But the interesting part about him was, obviously, back in that day, when you're talking about a baseball player, that that was not when a baseball player made millions and millions of dollars or even back in that day, thousands and thousands of dollars that would have sustained him just by playing baseball. He had to do other things. And John Riley, he grew up on the East, the East end in Cincinnati down by the river. And he was a lithographer. He did a bunch of artwork and stuff for local businesses, making signs and all that stuff. That's how he made his bread and butter on a daily basis. But he also played baseball and he was pretty good at it too. The thing that I got from him though, and talk about this here in a minute, was the story that he had whenever he was in New York. They had a series in New York, and it was an off day, not even something that happened on the diamond, even though he was a pretty darn good baseball player, at least defensively. He was known as a monster over at first base just couldn't get anything by him had a great glove plus he was tall back in that day was weird for players to be taller than six foot at least baseball players to be taller than six foot he was six foot three 
but he was also a beanpole, according to Saber.org. He said he was six foot three, and he weighed less than 180 pounds. Just a skinny, tall, lanky dude playing first base for the Reds. He came up as a catcher, but they realized really quickly that he was way too tall to be a catcher, so they moved him to first base, and then he started to flourish. And I definitely want to get into this story here in just a moment, but before we do that, quick question. How many of you guys hate stepping on the scale? Yeah, I know. We've been talking about this for a couple of weeks now that Withings is the first company to ever create a smart scale, and they're still the best because they've got the body plus body composition scale. Look, if you're trying to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right stuff. The Reds are waiting for this 2020 season to get started because they've got the right stuff. And if you are looking to lose weight and get healthy, then the best kind of scale you can get is the smart scale, the body plus scale from Withings. Look, you step on it, you get your weight, you get your weight trend, you even get a full body composition and a weather report sent to your phone. Whether it be Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, your phone's connected to this scale and it's going to help you get healthier. And today, you can get 25% off the Body Plus body composition scale by going to withings.com slash MLB. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash MLB. You'll get 25% off the Body Plus body composition scale by Withings. New game day shirt? Boom. Cash back. Food for the tailgate? Boom, cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. We're talking about Long John Riley from the 1880s Cincinnati Reds. He was a first baseman back then. And I mentioned, so I want to get into this story because this was the thing that really grabbed my attention when it came to John Riley is that they were talking about back in 1880, the Reds had a road trip. They went up to Providence and Providence had a professional baseball team back then, but Providence, Rhode Island, and there were a couple of off days. So John Riley decided to take a trip to New York City. And on the evening of June 11th, he boarded the steamer Narragansett, sailing up Long Island Sound to begin the return voyage to Providence. This was after his trip, obviously. And uh, there's the story was in the Enquirer in June uh, for June 18th of 1880 that he actually went to bed early while he was on the ship, and he woke up as a little bit before midnight to find himself thrown from the bed. And he just heard trees come to find out that Narragansett had collided with another ship called the Stonington. What happened was, you know, John Riley, he, he ran up from his bunk to the deck. The deck was already covered with water and there was a fire that was starting. I mean, it, this, this sounds like something off the Titanic, really. And passengers were losing their minds. So what does John Riley do? A baseball player, a lithographer from Cincinnati, he starts helping out. He climbs up, starts cutting off some lifeboats, trying to help some people to get free of the ship. And then it says, according to the story, at one point there was a woman who 
when she had left her room to go grab something in the middle of the night, she had locked her door while she had children in her room and said that she asked John to help him. And as much as he could try, the ship was at a weird angle. He was trying to break open the door with his shoulder. No, Leslie didn't have anything to break the door open with, but because he had to like push up, he never could get the door open. So he, he actually couldn't help the woman out with this. I mean, this was a crazy story because he couldn't find an axe. And so he's unable to help her out. So then he's trying to get off the ship. And basically, as he was trying to get into the water, there were no lifeboats left. So he literally just found a piece of wood and then jumped into the water and grabbed onto it. And he said that, the, the, according to the story, the tide is taking him away from all of the rescue ships, and no one knew where he was. So reports were that he probably floated in the water somewhere about an hour, and he'd pretty much given up hope. He was so tired, he couldn't really swim that much. He was drifting aimlessly when a boat from the city of New York found him and uh, took him ashore, and he was okay. He said it was about mid-morning whenever he got back to New York City. So he said that he sat on the dock for about five hours in soaking wet socks, trousers, and an undershirt, until finally a friend came and brought him some clean gloves. He sat there for five hours, just waiting for somebody to pick him up. Now, the the interesting part about all of this, he survives a shipwreck, helping, trying to help people out as much as he can, nearly dies himself. Well, that same day, June 12th, the Reds had a game with Providence, and he was still stuck in New York City. And the interesting thing was all of the survivors from the shipwrecks had been taken to different cities, so no one really knew exactly whether John Riley was actually alive or not. So the Reds actually just kind of figured he was dead. And they, you know, they had a new lineup and all that stuff against Providence. In fact, in the Cincinnati Gazette, the account of the game for the next day observed that the sad news of the loss of John Riley on the ill-fated Narragansett seemed to have a depressing effect on the Cincinnatis, who lost 11-4. to I mean, everyone thought that John Riley's dead. He's just trying to make his way from New York City to Providence. And the Cincinnati commercial had also received an unconfirmed report that Long John Riley had died, but wisely withheld it. They didn't report it. For fear of alarming Riley's family unnecessarily. Then, two days later, they were able to report that Riley himself had telegraphed from Providence to say that he was safe. On June 15th, he was back in the lineup, and in spite of all he had been through, he played his usual fine defensive game at first base. When he appeared on the field, spectators who had read accounts of his harrowing experience gave him a welcome far warmer than a visiting rookie first baseman. Would usually, yeah, this was his rookie season. His rookie season, he almost drowns in a shipwreck in New York City whenever they're on a road trip to Providence. And then he just shows back up. Like, I, I imagine this was something, if you've ever seen the water boy whenever he shows up at halftime, okay, obviously that was kind of funny, and I don't know that this would be really funny, but <laughs> it's something of that nature that all of a sudden, oh man, our first baseman, he, he died in a shipwreck. Then two days later, he shows back up. I mean, the craziest part about this, I mean, we're talking about a day and age where communication was not at the level anywhere near 
today's level because you know they didn't have phones they didn't have cell phones and all that stuff how do you get that across literally they just got to wait for him to show up otherwise they think he's dead but john riley thankfully survived the shipwreck gets back into the game plays well and continues a great career for the Cincinnati Reds for eight years. Like I mentioned, a 128 OPS plus, but he had a couple of seasons where he hit over 300, including that 1888 season where he hit 321. Obviously, this is way before any sort of awards, way before any sort of all-star game, but you got to figure with the numbers that you look at in some of these years that he had that he would have been an all-star and probably would have been in the runnings for some sort of award voting, whether it be Silver Slugger or MVP or something like that, especially Gold Glove. That's really when you look at a lot of what he was saying or what people say about him on you know Saber.org and all that other stuff, dude could play some defense. And I erred when I said that he led the National League in home runs in those years. That was when Cincinnati was in the American Association. So not the National League, the American Association. Mostly his career, the Reds were part of the American Association. I mean, in 1880, they were a part of the National League, but they went through some turmoil with management and all that stuff and had to fold and then rejoin the American Association. By the time they had rejoined the National League in 1890, John Riley was toward the end of his career. He only played two years as a Red in the National League, but still played pretty well. It's just an interesting story when you look back on these guys that you know, they, they're not guys that you think of when you think of Red's history. I mean, how many of you guys have even known that there was a guy named John Riley? You probably could have guessed because it's a pretty generic name. But Long John Riley, Red's first baseman back in the 1880s when they were in the American Association. And also, shipwreck survivor. That's going to do it for us here today on the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Tomorrow, I am very excited to announce we are going to have a we're going to have the guys in charge of Red Leg Nation and the Red Reporter on the show, having Doug Gray and Wick Terrell in to talk Reds and talk blogging about the Reds. I might ask them if they read the comments because I know we like to joke about that every so often. But make sure that you are subscribed. That way, you get. Each and every episode, each and every day, you're not going to miss any one of these upcoming episodes or the history episodes that I've got coming to you while we're waiting on some baseball to get back to us. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked on Reds and save the Locked on Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. Thanks so much for listening, guys, to the Locked on Reds podcast. My name is Jeff Carr, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.